Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to worship together, to be part of your family, to reflect on what Christmas truly means, why we celebrate Christmas and all that you're doing. Loving Father, we thank you for the wonderful gifts that you have given us, the gifts of family, the gifts of people in our lives, the gifts of opportunities, the gifts of tangible things that help us in our daily lives. But Lord, help us to focus on the most important gift of all, Jesus and all that he gives. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Today our focus is our Christmas as God's family with God. And I'm not quite sure about you, but the last few years we've been encouraged because of the situation to use Zoom, to spend time at Zoom. One of my pastor friends in another congregation, his church council suggested, how about we get sell a building, get rid of church altogether and just do everything on Zoom? And I can see some of you rolling your eyes. right? And his response was, but isn't it good when we get in pres- to be present together? Now, fortunately, what happened was a few weeks after that meeting, they got together for a meal and they enjoyed each other's company And one of the people who made that comment said, Zoom's not that great. It's helpful when we need it, but it's not as good as being physically together. And I can say the same things. I've had plenty of meetings on Zoom. I've done Bible studies on Zoom. We've done lots of things online because we've had to. But it's been even better when we get back together. And that's why scenes like what we see on the the screen at the moment, scenes where people have not been together for a couple of years, When they've been able to reconnect, they've been very emotional, very caring, very loving, because there's something about being in the physical presence of each other. Well, the story of Christmas, the story of Christmas is a story that God is that God comes to us in person. It's a story that God reminds us that He's not some distant God, but He's a God who loves us and comes to us in person in Jesus. You know, some people go through life and they think, oh, if God was real, my life would be nice and comfortable. If God was real, things wouldn't be a problem. If God was real, if this church was real, things would be going just perfect. Here's the deal. God is prepared to come to us amongst our mess, in our mess, in the problems we have, in our difficult and warped world. And if you look through the Old and New Testament, particularly the New Testament, what you see is even when God is present, life does not look perfect. Think about this story of Christmas that we've just heard. Think about what happens a few days time, a few chapters time, where Mary and Joseph, Mary and Joseph, they're there, they've got this newborn baby, the three kings come along, And then, all of a sudden, there's some character who feels threatened by Jesus. We know as Herod. And this character then goes, Rightio, I'm going to kill every child up to the age of two. Now you would say, hold on a moment. Jesus is here. God's present. Why isn't life nice and smooth? Well, what happens? God is present. But they evacuate. They move to Egypt until things settle down. And that's just an example. It doesn't mean God has deserted them when difficulties arise, 
But God is present, always. He's present during our difficult, our good and our ordinary times. And we know that Christmas is this story about God being present. Because in John chapter 1, verses 14, we heard these words. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father full of grace and truth. Now, this was originally written in the Greek. And many Greek people who weren't Jewish, who were Greek thinking, this was kind of a hard thing to comprehend. Because their view, when a divine thing comes into your life, it makes everything present. And But the divine would also stay away from anything that's not great. But that's not the God of Christmas. That's not the God of Christianity. That's not the God that we come together and worship. Hebrews chapter 1, which is a book written to the early church by to help them understand who this Jesus is a bit better. And it highlights this. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times. And that's what happened throughout the Old Testament and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through him, through whom also he made the universe. The story of Christmas is God in Jesus Christ came to earth. And so, it's in Jesus we see God. A few years ago, someone asked me, how, what, you know, how do I know? What do I, what, how do I understand God? What picture do we have of God? Well, the clearest picture we have of God is to look to Jesus, to open up the passages of the Bible and read the stories of Jesus, to keep engaging with Jesus. Because in Jesus we see a God who cares for and loves all people. We see a God who is passionate about not just a certain group of people, but all people. There's two main characters in our nativity, the popular nativity scene. The characters of the shepherds and the characters of of the wise men. And these highlight a couple of things. Is the wise men are not of the normal religious group. They're from outsiders, if you'd like. But it shows that God, God is here for all people. The characters of the shepherds, now the shepherds were rogues. These are people who, think about the people who you wouldn't want in your house. At least you wouldn't want in your house if you couldn't see them. Think about those people Well, that's the reputation of the shepherds. But God says he's here for all people and he loves and cares for all people. One of the things that I find encouraging is when you read the stories of the Gospels and you follow what Jesus does, you say, yes, he's here for the down and outs. But you also seem prepared to mix with even those who have problems with him, the enemies. He goes and eats with the Pharisees. He doesn't ignore them. He doesn't create conflict. In fact... If Jesus come today, he'd be going to eat with Scott Morrison and he'd be going to eat with Anthony Albanese, but he'd even be going to eat with the Greens leader, Adam Bant. Because Jesus is for all people. Because here's the deal. Our reputation, our access to God does not depend on us being perfect. It does not depend on us living up to God's standards because God was prepared to come down into our mess 
into our lives, into our worst of worst, and still show us care and love. Think about the worst thing you've ever looked, or the worst way you've felt. God knows you like that and is prepared to meet you like that. Occasionally as a pastor, when I go visiting, I usually ring people up and say, I'm coming visiting. And if I happen to be in your area, because Sydney's quite, quite a large geographical spread, I sometimes I'm in your area, would you mind if I pop around? Well, one lady said to me, Pastor, if you're going to visit me, you've got to give me two days notice. And I said, why? And her response was, I've got to clean up the house and I want to make sure I look good. But here's the deal. God doesn't need you to clean up your house or get your act in order. He doesn't need for you to look good for him to come into our lives. And that's what Christmas is about because he cares for and loves all people. You see, God is interested in living and working with imperfect and even messed up people. People who haven't got their act together. People who don't look great. People who have messed up. And if you want confirmation of that, read the past the Bible where he continually chooses people who are not right by standards, who don't live up to people's expectations, who are not the religious acceptable. In fact, he chooses some people who should, by other people's standards, be disowned, be isolated, but not God. God is prepared to live with and work with people, all people who are imperfect and messed up. And he's also, in Jesus, when we look at Jesus, what we see is Jesus interested in everything. He's not just interested in our bad times. You know, some people only come to church at Christmas and Easter because they think they need to do that. Some people only have a closer relationship with things get difficult. Yes, God's interested in that. Some people don't understand that God's interested in everything our great, our ordinary and difficult times. C.S. Lewis makes this comment that there is no secular for God. There is no secular for God. Everything is holy. Everything that we are involved in, God is interested. God comes into our lives, whether it be on a Sunday morning or on a Christmas service, or whether it be when we're out in the garden, or whether it be at our workplace or in any other place. God is interested. Jesus wants to be with you in all those occasions. And most importantly, we see, and this is the the clear message of Christianity. This is one of the things that distinguish Christianity from just about every other religion. God does what is needed to make your eternal future possible. You see, God sees us in our mess. He sees us in our imperfectness. He sees us that we haven't got our life together, that we have problems. He sees us as we are. And instead of discarding us, instead of saying, nah, you're not good enough, instead of saying, nah, I'm going to push you aside, his whole reason for sending Jesus to earth, for him coming to us in Jesus, was not just to be born at Christmas. Now, I can guarantee you tomorrow, some of you are going to be upset. You're going to go to Woolworths or Coles and you're going to get upset because they've got hot cross buns in the bakery. And some of you say, it's just Christmas. What's going on? 
Well, I absolutely praise Woolworths and Coles, food pavement and hot cloth buns, because I actually understand what Christmas is about. They mightn't in their head, but they're actually helping us understand that Christmas is not about celebrating some cute little baby coming to earth, but Christmas is about celebrating that this baby Jesus came to earth to go to the cross and pay for our sins. You see, the hot cross buns connect us to Easter. And here's a a mission opportunity for you. When someone's complaining about hot cross buns in the supermarket, say, yeah, it's pointing us to why Christmas is so important for Easter. Because with Jesus being born, we now have a saviour who's going to die for us. Because that is the God we have, somebody who's prepared to make sacrifices for us so that we can live with them eternally. And here's the other strange part about God from many humans' point of view. The other strange part is that he continues to share his way of life and his love today through people like me and you. He continues to share his love today and his way of life to the world because he wants the whole world to know that he loves them. And he chooses not that most intellectual people, although they're chosen as well, not the richest, although they're chosen as well, not the most skilled or gifted people, but he chooses everyone and includes you to go and share this message of love, even though you may not be perfect. He chooses us and he uses us as we rely on his Holy Spirit. See, just before Jesus left earth, he did a couple of important things. And one of those was to say, it's not all about me. It doesn't all depend on just me, although I am the source of your salvation. I also want you to be involved. He says in Matthew 28 verses 19 to 20, he says, go and make disciples of all nations. And he also says, I'm going to help you. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 1, we hear that he sends us the Holy Spirit to help us on this missionary journey to help us on this journey of knowing we are loved, to knowing the history that proves that Jesus exists and lived on this earth, and to help us to share this message of love and grace to the world. So here's something for you to ponder, something for you to think about. What does it mean for God to be present with you, to be present for you, and to be present through you? I'd encourage you to think about that. Now, this is a question that you can continually explore. It's a question Christians continually should be exploring. What does it mean for God to be present with you, to be present for you, and to be present through you? Now, to answer that question, to answer that question well, we need to keep engaging with Jesus every day. Keep reading the scriptures and reflecting on his word. And keep thinking about how is Jesus involved in the things that I'm involved with every day. It may be that God has placed you in your current circumstances to be able to show care and love, his love to some people, like your workplace or your family or anywhere else. Maybe it's your next door neighbour. Because Christmas is about God coming into this world. About God coming for you and to you. But also about God coming to others 
through you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of Christmas. Pour down your Holy Spirit on us. And as we live in this world, help us remember that you are a God who loves us and has done what is needed for us to have eternal life with you. Lord, encourage us. Encourage us as we live in this world, as we experience good, difficult and ordinary times. Remind us that you've never deserted us, you've never pushed us away, but you continue to be with us, to walk with us through the difficult times, to help us through those difficult times. And let us trust you that you're at work in all circumstances, that we can look forward to a future where there's no more pain, no more suffering, no more death, when you come again. But gracious Father, whilst we wait for that coming, remind us of your presence and encourage us on our journey on this earth. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.